We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. Father, we ask that you will come in your strength and in your power. Speak to our hearts, O God. Let the entrance of your word bring clarity, O God, and illumination to your people. Let none leave here the same as we came. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 14 to 17. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14 to 17. Hallelujah. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Please, can I have another microphone? I'm going to be upset today. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not Receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And if children, then joint heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hallelujah. Let's read John chapter number 1, verse 11 and 12. I want us to read it in concert together as a family. John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Ready? Let's read. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. Hallelujah. Can you give me the King James of verse number 12? He came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I want to preach on the message I entitled, The Power to Become Sons of God. The Power to Become Sons of God. The Bible says that as many as believe, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Now, I want us to do a little Bible study of that little verse, verse 12. As many as received, to them he gave the power to be sons of God. The Greek word for receive, as many as received, is lamvano. L-A-M-V-A-N-O. Lamvano, which means take, get, assume, accept, agree, allow. As many as allow themselves. As many as agreed with, that, with him, as many as assumed or as many as received or got, to them he gave the word power is the word we have looked at uh, in um, the last time we looked at the exousia. It's the same word as authority. It's the same word as uh, dominion, control, strength, force. Hallelujah. To become sons of God. The word sons of God there is huios or huios or whatever it is. H-U-I-O-S. Huios. As many as received them, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. I want to talk about three things in this little scripture. First of all, who are the sons of God? Number two, what privileges do they have? And number three, what power do they possess? 
I, I started last, was it two weeks ago, we looked at, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, we looked at um, Richard. He is a young man, an ordinary young man, but he works for the Yorkshire police. So he has authority because he has a badge. And that badge or that authority gives him power. And with that power, he can exert certain authority because that power gives him certain privileges. Am I making sense? So we need to know who are the sons of God. And once we know who the sons of God are, then we will have to now glean the privileges they have. And once we know what privileges they have, then we can look at the power they possess. This, this is a very like uh, primary type of uh, preaching. But it's the thing that if you don't know, be honest, it's a basic preaching. Once you become born again, these are some of the things we need to teach. But as we charismatic Christians, sometimes we don't take our time to understand the very foundations of our beliefs. So we just take off and we don't know some of these things and it really becomes detrimental to us. I'm not happy with my sound. So, so um, who are these Christians? Who are these sons of God? What makes you a son of God? How can you prove that you are a son of God? Is it because you go to a church? Is it because you have written your name or you pay tithe? Is it because you belong to a ministry? Is it because you, uh, you are known in the church? None of these. I, last week we were talking about the Titanic. How many remember? We said the Titanic is a big ship that was cruising, making its maiden voyage. And somebody used it to explain salvation. And he said that the Titanic hit an iceberg. And when the Titanic hit the iceberg, the Titanic was sinking. All have sinned. You remember God said to Adam, the first man and Eve, that in the day you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Because you have disobeyed me. And when you disobey, the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. And so, when man sinned, man was... It's like the the, the, uh, ship hits the iceberg. The ship of Titanic is going down. And the Bible says that God commended his love towards us in that while we are yet sinners... He sent Christ to die for us. So somebody came and brought a barge or a small boat, a rubber, a dinghy that said that, or a life raft that as many as will jump in to the life raft from the Titanic, they will be saved. Are you with me? In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, the Bible says that, The word, what if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your in your heart that Christ God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he goes on to say that for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11 says, For the scripture says. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Hallelujah. So whoever will jump into the life raft, to them you receive salvation because you are no longer part of the Titanic that is going down. Am I making sense? So as many as receive them, they have the power to live after the Titanic has gone down. Hallelujah. So who are these sons of God? They are the ones who have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ with their hearts. 
they've confessed with their mouth and believed in their heart that God sent Christ to die to save them. Hallelujah. So, once now we know who these sons of God are, they have certain characteristics, certain attributes that distinguishes them from those who are in the Titanic. Am I making sense? You cannot be on the Titanic and behave in a certain way and get on the life raft and carry that same behavior. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The life raft, can you find a picture of the, a big ship and then life raft? The, the, the Titanic has steel and it's metal. You can jump up and down. You can run around. You can swim inside. You can do all sorts of things and be okay. But when you jump into the life raft, you can't jump up and down. You can't run around. You can't do what you used to do there and expect to be okay. So we learned a song. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The things I used to say, I say them no more. The places I used to go, oh, I, I, I wish you would put the ship and the life raft together so we have. So this is the life raft and I want a big ship. I, 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 don't, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So you see, what distinguishes you f- from your past is the features. So if your behavior hasn't changed, the words you use, the swearing and all those cast words hasn't changed, then I am very doubtful whether you are really born again or not. Because if you're on the raft, there's a way you behave. Look at the ship. How you behave on the ship is, must be different from how you behave on the raft. You can't jump up and down. You can't run around with Susie, Sally, Mercy, Shwanda, Amanda, Luanda. No, no. You can't run around with Jacob, Joseph, James, Patrick. Uh, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. You, You cannot do those things. So now I want us to look at some of the features and some of the characteristics of who a son of God is. Number one, a son of God is a light of the world and a salt of the earth. Matthew. I think it's Matthew 16, isn't it? Matthew 5, sorry. Matthew 5, 13. Yeah, 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Hallelujah. So you are the salt and you are the light. Salt brings flavor. It means that wherever you go, you have to season that place. You have to bring flavor to that place. You know, when McLean and, and Co. were saying that they want to upgrade, you know, your, our, uh, what do you call it, CVs and prepare you for different good jobs and everything. Your, your job you are going into is not just for you to look pretty. It's not for you to get another pay, to get more money. But it's to be, go there and become the salt of the earth there. You bring taste into that place. <laughs> Hallelujah. You go there and you bring some Jesus into that office. Because of you, people will stop swearing around there. You are the light of the world. You, you take some glory of God, the presence of God into that place. Hallelujah. You don't go there and become like them. You don't go there, everybody's swearing to you, you are swearing. 
Everybody's cheating you to a cheating. Everybody's lying to a lying. Everybody's stealing you to a stealing. After, after work, they go to the pub to get drunk and they go and sleep with each other and you join in. No. You are the son of God and the son of God has the characteristics of being a light and being the salt. You are also an ambassador for Christ. Every ambassador has to have a certain way they carry themselves. You have to live in some places. I don't care how poor the country is. If you're an ambassador of that country, you are not allowed to live in some places. Are you with me? You know, there are some people, when they go, they gravitate to, towards certain parts of the place. Like uh, Africans, they go to New York, they gravitate towards Bronx. You know, they, they find Bronx or Newark, New Jersey, you know, some they ghettos. No, 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 no. As an ambassador, you cannot do that. Naturally, you may gravitate towards that place because that is your natural proclivity, but you can't do that in being an ambassador. I, I, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. As an ambassador for Christ, you cannot do certain things. You cannot be found in certain areas. Because you represent. You represent Christ. Hallelujah. And if you're an ambassador, you must be the first to show where you come from. Are you with me? If you're where you come from has a certain type of costume they wear, you must wear it. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. You must wear your national, you know, like you go to, uh, you represent India or Pakistan, you can't be seen wearing t-shirt and jeans. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. I'm giving you a silly example so that you can understand. You can't wear anything like that because they have a certain type of clothing that represents where they come from. And so you have to be seen wearing it even if you don't like to wear it normally. Can, can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because you are an ambassador for Christ. Sons of God are predestined for holiness. So you have to wear holiness. Oh, the room is going quiet. And I haven't even started. Yeah. Holiness is a certain cloth. The Bible says, let him that stole steal no more. But working with his hands so that he can prove that which is good. Cease from lying, cease from cheating, cease, it, it gives you a whole list. Slander, you have to stop all those things and take on the cloak of righteousness, holiness, and put it on because you represent Christ. You are no longer your own person. You are now an ambassador for Christ. So wherever you are, you represent Christ. In every place. And you represent CICC. So your behavior must represent the kingdom of God and the church you belong to. Hallelujah. Because you are now a son of God. Hallelujah. I don't know whether (laughs) you're okay with me. As a son of God, you also have a certain characteristic. Let me give you, I'll give you about four or five and then I'll move on because there are quite a lot. You are not of this world. Sons of God are not of this world. Hallelujah. John 17, 14. Just write the address. You can check it when you go home. Sons of God are 
Predestined time for holiness, I've talked about it. Sons of God, you carry the presence and the power of God. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20 says that, or do you not know that your body is a temple of God who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. Sons of God are supposed to be overcomers. First John 5, 4, anyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Verse, verse um, 5, go on. First John 5.14, verse 15 says, sorry, verse 5, give me the verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? He who believes that Jesus is the son of what? Of God. Hallelujah. So you are supposed to overcome. Overcome addictions, overcome bondages, overcome family curses. You need to break that family curse so that everybody in your family will be liberated. Because you are born again. You are a son of God. You are an overcomer. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I'll move to the privileges. When you receive Christ by faith, you have certain privileges. Hallelujah. Certain rights are given to you. Number one right, first right, quickly. You have now fellowship and communion with God. First John 3, 1 and 2. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now are we the children of God. It has not yet been revealed to us what we shall be. But we know that when we re- he is revealed, we shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. You now have fellowship and communion. Now when you close your eyes or when you speak, God hears you. You see, a policeman has a, a, what do you call, a walkie-talkie. That us, that is, is on him. When he presses the button, takes him straight to the control room. He doesn't have to go to a receptionist. He doesn't have to go. Somebody is at the end of the uh, speaker listening to what he's saying because he has access. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. In the same way, you also have a, a walkie-talkie. When you press, God hears your prayer. If you are not a child of God, you have to go through a receptionist. If you are not a police person and you, you want to call the police, you have to go through a different route. But if you are a police person, because of the authority you have, you go through another route. Hallelujah. So his, his voice is close to your mouth. When you speak, God hears. Have you, been, have you ever had somebody that pray for me? Hello? Has somebody asked you to pray for them before? Why do you think they ask you to pray for, for them? Don't they have a mouth? Don't they, can't they articulate what they mean from God? Why do they come to you and ask you to pray for them? Because you have a certain communion with God that they don't have access to. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. My son has a certain communion with me that you don't have access to. Yeah, he can demand some things. On Friday night, he called and demanded. And what he demanded, I I mean, as I, I, I was laughing reluctantly and giving it to him. And when I finished giving it, I said to myself, why would I do that? As a son. 
This is this, I love you. I don't buy this one. This particular one is. Under normal circumstances, you can't call me and ask me. And you see, he didn't call to beg. He just called and commanded me to give him something. And what he asked for was not like ordinary chicken change. I said to him, when I was your age, I was a hustler. <laughs> you, you can just pick a phone and call and you, go, you, you get it. Hallelujah. Because you have communion. I want us to know that that privilege must not be wasted. Some of you don't pray. I don't know whether you understood that. You don't pray. Meanwhile, you have access. You see, if you're a son and you don't use that privilege, there's something wrong with you. Why should you hustle when you can make a phone call and get that thing? Because it probably might take you a month or two months to get that thing that one phone call will release. So make use of it. That privilege is yours. You have divine guidance. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Now your steps are ordered by God. For as many as are led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. So they don't have spirit of bondages. They have of fear. They have boldness. Hallelujah. They have courage. Because if they are anything scares them, they cry, Abba, Father. And immediately the Father appears. I don't know whether you have seen Lion King before. When the little cub, Simba, was playing and then the hyenas appeared to try and ambush, you know, ambush him. As they were trying to scare Simba. Immediately, they heard a certain roar. And a certain slap that moved one of the hyenas into the air and deposited it somewhere far away. Listen, did I come to church or I came to hear, uh, what do you call Lion King? Lion King. (laughs) Explain. No, no, no. I'm trying to use that to teach you that you have access. All you have to say is, ah, and God comes. Hallelujah. Immediately he comes. Because he is watching your step. He's guiding your steps. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. He orders your steps. Which means that your steps are protected. You're going out and you're coming in. These are all protected. Hallelujah. These are privileges. But you see, if a privilege is not a right. A privilege is something that you can have so long as you remain a son. If you move from being a son, you move away from those privileges. Remember the prodigal son. He had privileges of shelter, of clothing, of food, of uh, servants. But when he moved far away from his father, he lost the protection. He lost the shelter. He lost food. He lost servants. Now he himself became a servant. And he didn't have food to eat. He was struggling with a pig. To share the pig's food. When he came back to his his senses and came back to his father, immediately the privilege, all privileges restored. Oh, you missed a good place. Put your hands together. All privileges restored when you are a son of God. A son of God also enjoys the privilege of being disciplined by God. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 5. Ah. It's also, you see, it's a privilege. And have you forgotten the exhortation this speaks to you as 
to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be dismayed when you are rebuked by him. Uh, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. So, the knocking is also a privilege. The correction is a privilege. What would have happened if you didn't have the voice to correct you all the time? When you look at Psalm 23, it talks about all these nice privileges. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He restores my soul. He leads me. Hey! Though, when I left his hand and I decided to walk myself, immediately I went into the valley of the shadow of death. See, every shadow is bigger than the actual thing. So shadows are very scary. So death is bad enough. But the shadow of death. Now it's, called, it's coming. There is coming is more scarier than it has come. I had a, a neighbor, my, my next door neighbor. She's an old lady, or she was an old lady, about 90-something. I went to visit her. When I went back home and I went to visit, I mean, I was just, I was told that she's, she's not feeling too well, so I went there to visit her. And then when I went, we started talking. She said, hey, she said it in a certain dialect, but the interpretation of what she said, they are dying and coming. Death is coming. He said that, Mrs. Thomas has died. This one has died. That one has died. So it's like from the number one has died, number three has died, number four has died, number five. So death is coming. She's number eight. <laughs> she said, I and buy. He said, they are dying and they are coming. Death is coming. Well, it has passed her now. <laughs> because she's, she also, she's also died. So <laughs> said, hey, it's scary. Why? Because number one died, number three died. This is like, people are dying. It's like they, on the line, it is coming. It has reached, she's number eight, and it had crossed number five. It was now number six, and she was number eight. Just September, uh, October, October last year, the death passed her. And then as soon as she died, number one also died. Because the shadow is scarier than the actual thing. I don't know whether she died because of the fear. (laughs) Because the fear is also part. So one of the privileges we have is that God protects us from the shadow of death. He leads us beside still waters. He moves us away from things that will hurt us. The next one. You have the privilege of a caring family. How many feel like you belong to a family? You are far away from home, far away from people, but you are in a family here. If something happens, somebody will jump and help you. That is part of the privilege that we have as sons of. When I say sons, I don't, it's not a male thing. All of us are sons of God. So it's a gender neutral. Or if you like... I have, to, I have to go there before somebody takes me on. What about daughters? I, I beg you, don't write to me. I won't read it. Hallelujah. Bible says he takes the lowly and he puts them in families. Amen. Next one, my time. Can we jump and go to the power? Hallelujah. Now that we have looked at the privileges, let us look at the power. As a child of God, you have been given power to overcome certain things in life. Amen. 
and to exercise a certain authority. Number one, very quickly. I'll just give you the addresses so we can move on because otherwise we'll be here for a long time. Amen? Number one, power. You have the power to be free. John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Freedom from sin, freedom from shame, freedom from guilt, freedom of con- from condemnation, freedom from your past. Hallelujah. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away and all things have become new. So listen, don't be held down by your past. I don't care how dark your past was. Anyone that is born of God is a new creature. All things are passed away. I don't care whether you used to be a prostitute. From today you are a virgin. All things are passed away. And remain so until you get married. Hallelujah. It's a power. It's a power that your past has not got a hold on you any longer. So leave yourself away from your past. Remember we're talking about um, strongholds some time ago. And I said strongholds, sometimes the thing that is holding the, the animal, the, the animal is much stronger than the thing that is holding because it's become a psychological thing. The, child, the, the animal has accepted the prison. But if you are a child of God, no prison bar can hold you. I say no prison bar can hold you. Because you greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is stronger and the God inside of you is stronger than any chain that can hold you. So no addiction can hold you. Nobody can hold you. You know, sometimes, some time ago, you did something bad, and somebody knows about it, and they've been holding you to ransom. If you do, I'll say it. I have got the photos. I've got the recordings. Please, don't be taking silly pictures, naked pictures. I mean, what is wrong with you? I've never understood that. I said, I'm in love. I'm in love with who? And what, I mean, please come and explain to me after church. Please don't come. If you come, I'll slap you. Why you take a naked picture with another person? And send it across. Because anything can happen. As you are moving from one signal to another signal phone, it can be intercepted. And there's breakup. Which is likely. And then the person holds you to ransom. With a picture. With a picture. Even when you are raising your hands to worship God. Amen. I don't know. I remember one of one one day, one sister we used to sing solo in the church. And now I'm playing the keyboard and she sings. So the choir is finished and she's our talented solo artist. She always come and sing. And she was singing that day. She was singing very, very nicely. And then at the point, and, and because I'm playing behind her, I'm following. So as she, So we had to just, you know, equate the thing to the end. <laughs> equate the song to the end. So after church, I said to her, sister, what happened? See, guy, as I was singing, this guy walked in. And I remembered what this guy used to do to me. 
how this guy used to flip me in the air. Oh, let me preach my message and go and sit down. Said, the, 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 the girl said that immediately I felt dirty. I wanted the ground to open for me to go in. I wanted to drop the microphone and run away. I did not know what to do. Listen, anyone that is born of God, you are now a new creation. All things are passed away. Everything has become new. So keep it new. I say keep it new. Don't let anybody get a hold of you. This guy has a hold on you. When he calls you, you mean that you lose your Christianity. When he, when he enters the room, you shake. The shivering, shivering, shivering. Ah, no, no, no. Don't let anybody make you shiver. Listen, that was the past. It's a new improve me. I say it's a new improve me. Look at your neighbor and tell them, this is a new improve me. Not the same old person you used to know. Hallelujah. You now have power over sickness and over death. Hallelujah. That is why everyone in this room must learn how to pray over anyone who is sick. Because you have power. Power is only power if you exert it. Are you with me? Power is only power if you exert it. What do I mean by that? It is only power when you yourself, you are connected to the main grid. Don't go as trying to exhibit power when you are not connected. You can easily die. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you are not praying every day, reading the Bible every day, you are not in communion with the Holy Spirit, don't go around trying to exhibit power. Because you already, you are in, you are in, uh, what do you call it? You are, you, you, there's a word I'm looking for. You yourself, you are contravening the law. Uh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to use words that you make you shout. No, no, no. It's like you yourself. You are. You are breaking the law. How can a policeman who is breaking the law enforce the law? Uh, you. You are buying drugs. You want to catch a drug dealer. Have you had some before? They will take you and the drug dealer to jail. But so long as you are plugged in as a son, now you have authority over sickness. He said, they shall pray over the sick and the sick will recover. If they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. That is the power we have as sons of God. And that power only exists when you are plugged in as a son. Number three. As a son, you have power to succeed and to prosper. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. And then Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That in all, having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Then 8, 9. For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty 
you might be rich. Hallelujah. Lose that poverty mindset. Don't think poor any longer. Hallelujah. Listen, what makes you rich is not the amount of money you have in your pocket. What makes you rich is how you think. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. What makes you rich is the way you think. Do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed by the, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop thinking poor. Stop hoarding things. Stop shopping in cheap places. It's more expensive. Listen, listen. It's more expensive buying cheap things than it takes to buy quality things. Yeah. Oh, as for me, I, I like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, any, any uh, whatever, uh, computer will work. So you go and spend 250 pounds buy a laptop. You use it within nine months, it's broken down. Then you have to buy another laptop. You see, I, I'm talking about Pastor Sam some time ago. <laughs> now the grace of God has found him. He broke about four, was it four laptops? Oh, you don't want to say anything. He broke so many. I've still had one laptop for the last seven years. By the grace of God, Pastor Sam has caught the spirit. It, it took him a while, but he's caught it. Because rather than buying and changing, buying and changing, buying and changing, buy one quality one. That's the mindset. That poor mindset. Hey, it's too expensive. Hey, hey. No. In the long run, he spent more money. You know, there's a certain car. It's not a car. It's a debt. Every day you're in the mechanic. Mechanics knows you first name basis. As a mechanic, as they see you driving, say, hey. We were wondering how many days it was going to take for you to get here. At one point, Pastor Sam had a car. The mechanic said that this car don't bring it here again. The mechanic was tired of fixing the car. Because it's like, I, I like money, but this money is too much. Because every day you are coming. It's a poor mindset. Listen, if you don't have, don't, don't force. When you get there, you buy a proper one. That will not give you a headache. The blessings of the Lord, they make rich and they add no sorrow. When that thing is giving you sorrow all the time, means it's not a blessing from God. I don't know whether you understood that. Let's go to the next one. I'll leave it there. Number five. No, is it f- power to live above fear. Yeah. Fear, anxiety, worry, they are not from God. Hallelujah. He has given us power over anything that causes fear. Write the scriptures down. Romans 8, 15, 1 John 4, 18. Number five, quickly, I'll give you the address. You can check. Power over Satan and the kingdom of, and his kingdom. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Don't be afraid of demons and, uh, what do you call it, witches and wizards. No. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of those things. Me, naturally, I don't like bullies. Naturally, I don't like bullies. When I feel that somebody is being bullied, I will go and fight for the person. When I like, when I used to be in school, I used to bully the bullies. I don't have time for people who bully because I feel that bullies are cowards. In the same way, demons are bullies. They pick on weak people. They pick on, they are cowards. Are, are you with me? 
the, the, what made me not like bullies because I used to be bullied a lot because I was the youngest of everybody. So my, the, I mean, can you imagine we at the point we have about eighteen kids in the house, and I'm the youngest. So everybody, everybody picks on me. I used to have a big brother who used to play the drums. He would sit me down, sit my brother down, sit my sister down, and then he would shrap shrap boom with the sticks. Imagine, and he's like, our heads are the tom toms. Shrap boom shrap boom shrap boom. Hey, and he's like, you hit your head, and you dare not move. He was using our heads for, and he had drumsticks. And my sister was always the bush. <laughs> and you know, as children, they always you would take your hair all, they'll shave everything. Then he sit you down. So when I got the little one, I said, No, this is not I'm stopping. And they put us out, got up as I'm not. He said, Come and say, I said, I'm not sitting there again. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? My older siblings were sitting there, they were all scared. I said, I'm not sitting again. I, that was the time that I hated from that day. I don't like that. Why are you should have in my head? <laughs> Hallelujah. Behold, I give you authority. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. To trample over serpents and scorpions over. All the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. Last one. Let me give you the last one. Number six power to live in peace. Hallelujah. Psalm 29, verse 11. Power to live in peace. Don't allow anything to torment you. The God, the Lord was. Strengthen his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. How many are becoming sons of God? With the power of God, stand to your feet.